We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you with me as always, and I hope you are having a great day, that if you're listening to this as it comes out, you have, you've had a great week, and I know there are a lot of things going on in the world, but uh, hopefully you've had a great week, and I am looking forward to uh, spending a few minutes talking to you about really an extension or the next part, if you will. This isn't a part one and part two, but really this is the next part of the conversation that we began last week. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast, go and check that out. That is the starting point for this. These are separate thoughts, separate ideas, and really a separate understanding. But one flows into the next. I want to talk about that in just a moment. But before I do, I want to remind you, as I do every single week, if you are not yet subscribed to this podcast, please do that wherever it is you're listening from. Maybe you stumbled on it. Maybe someone sent it over to you. Perhaps you're looking for something new. Make sure that you are subscribed to your podcast platform of choice, and uh, that will allow you to receive these episodes as they come out. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast. I enjoy it. I want to listen again, but because I didn't subscribe... It's weeks, maybe months, before before I get back to it. So go ahead and check that out and uh, make sure you're subscribed there. And when you are done listening to this, go over to YouTube. If you're not there, some of you may be watching there. But if you're not, go to YouTube, search for my cha- my channel, use my name, Jeremy Stonlecker. You can find my channel there. And uh, go ahead and subscribe. Hit the notification bell. That lets you know when content comes online. You can find this and other content on that channel, and I would love to share that with you. So please make sure you are subscribed to those two things. And then, if you are interested, you can go to my website, my blog, jeremystonlicker.com, jeremystonlicker.com. Uh, use my name. It's just very easy. Go and check that out. My, uh, my bio is there. Information about me is there. Links to this show and other content that I produce also there. And uh, probably the most important thing that's there is my blog. I write about uh, these topics as I speak about them every week. I write about them. Other topics that you can find there as well. That blog is there, jeremystalnecker.com. And the last thing, I want to uh, go ahead and share this with you again. I shared this last week, but uh, probably continue to share it as we go forward. But uh, I have partnered with a great company that makes content like this 
more possible. Um, I'll do it even if I don't have someone to help me, but uh, they help uh, offset some of the costs of going along with a podcast like this. And so I would encourage you to check them out. They are Freedom Fatigues. I talked about them last week. I posted about them on Instagram this last week. I'm wearing this great sweatshirt, Freedom Freedom Fatigues. Uh, Not always easy to say. Um, Freedom Fatigues. And uh, they are a t-shirt uh, an apparel company. They sell hats, sweatshirts, of course, veteran-owned, LEO-owned. Um, the owner was a police officer for, uh, I think, about 20 years before he was injured on the job. He and his family, he and his wife, and uh, their family started this company. Great company, um, veteran, LEO-owned, all American-made products, great designs. I love them. Check them out, freedomfatigues.com, and you can use my code Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y-10. That's one zero, not T-E-N, one zero, Jeremy, 10, and you get a 10% discount at checkout. So go ahead and check them out. That would be awesome. So many other things I could talk about, and I won't. I want to jump into our content. Last week, again, if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, please go check that out. But we talked about enduring. How do I endure when I don't want to continue on? This is the March or Die podcast. We say this all the time. In life, you can march, that is moving forward, putting one foot in front of the other, or you can stay where you are and die. These are the choices that you have. But what do I do when I just don't feel like it anymore? How do I endure? We looked to the Bible and the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, where the Bible tells us in that verse that we are to run with patience the race set before us. There's a race before us. I talked about this in the podcast. I wrote about this on the blog. You can go check those out. But when we realize that we have been given a race, we could say it this way, we've been given a path. We've been given a direction. We've been given a life that we are to live. We've been given those things by God. And as such, we are to, with patience, that is endurance, run that race. So much hope comes from knowing that. So much um, really joy in the journey, if you will. We use phrases like that. What does it mean? It means knowing you're on the right path. It means running the race that you've been given, knowing that it was your creator who gave it to you. We talked about all of these things. Again, I wrote about these things on the blog. We need to run. We need to push forward. We need to continue doing what God has created us to do. That's the essence of endurance. There's another aspect to this, though, that I want to point out to you today and talk about for just a few minutes. Uh, There's a phrase that's used in the running world. I I don't know where it came from. I've looked for the original author. It's one of those kind of motivational phrases or statements. Don't know where it came from. A lot of people have used it. But it goes something like this. Maybe there's a variation. Something like this. You need to run the mile you're in. Run the mile you're in. Uh, We could look at a race situation, a race scenario. Uh, I like to run longer races, longer distances. I'm really trying to uh, build up to where I can do even longer distances, getting ready for a race in uh, four or five weeks, 62-mile race in four or five weeks. That's a long way. I've never done that. We're going to do that, and uh, I'll let you know how it goes. But what I do know, even in training, running races not that long. I've done 50Ks this last year, did a few of those, 31 miles. When you start to run a race like that, you go through phases in your mind. 
Now, if you've trained, your body is ready, you're in good enough shape, you can make the race, you can finish the distance. Maybe you won't win if you're old like me, but you can finish the distance. You can get through it in the time that you have allotted. But there are still a lot of people who quit along the way. Because here's what happens. You're excited to start. If you weren't excited to start, then you would not have paid the money and signed up to get into the race. So now you're in the race. You get to the starting line. There are a bunch of other people, and it's an exciting environment. And then you go, and you start running. For me, at least, the first few miles are exciting. There's some adrenaline. You're moving faster than you should be because you're not disciplined enough to slow down. You're doing what you can do. You feel good. Mentally, you're fresh. Physically, you're fresh. But a few miles into this thing, your, bar, your body starts to go, wow, we're running and I'm getting tired. Now, when your body starts to feel tired, your brain starts to do these weird calculations. Calculations like, how much longer can I go at this speed? How much further can I go if nothing changes? You start to ask yourself questions like, why am I doing this? What is the point? What's the reason that we're out here at this time of day doing this thing with a bunch of strangers? Why are we doing this? You start to do these calculations and ask these questions. It doesn't take long before you get to the point where you go, I'm at mile X, mile 6, mile 10. Maybe it's a little bit further. But I'm going to mile 31. How in the world am I going to cover the remaining distance? If I feel this way now, how am I going to feel in another mile or in another five or ten miles in another couple of hours? There's no way I can possibly do it. In the ultra running community, there is a a phrase, I guess you'd say, DNF. DNF. Uh, Every ultra runner knows what that means. It, It means did not finish. When the race scores, really the times, not the scores, but the times are put up at the end of the race, at the bottom there will be the list of DNFs, those people who did not finish. They started, but they didn't finish. There are a lot of reasons that someone might DNF. I may be reporting to you after this 62-mile race that I DNFed. I didn't make it all the way through. We'll see. I don't plan on that, by the way, but we'll see. A lot of reasons. There's injury. There are nutrition issues. Your your body's not handling the food well because you're moving while you're eating and all those things. But often it's because you psych yourself out. You've been doing this for a while. I'm running right now, but I'm not sure I can keep this up until the end. And you get to a place where you say, I'm done. Did not finish. This phrase, run the mile you're in, it speaks to that. You see, it's the idea that instead of trying to figure out everything that's in front of me, as bad as you feel, things may get better. You may feel better. Perhaps your nutrition will start to work and your energy levels will rise. Maybe something else will happen that will make you feel better. It's a long race. You really don't know. It could get worse, and we always believe it will, but it could also get better. You have no idea. But when you start to do that calculation, here's where I am. This is how I feel. This is how much further I have to go. I'm not sure I can do it. That's dangerous territory. Check this out. In our lives, we do the exact same thing, don't we? I mean, you've done it. I've done it. 
We're working a lot of late nights. We've had some difficult days. Things have been hard. The relationship, there have been some struggles. The work situation, struggles. Financially, not all that you had hoped it would be. We could go on and on, health issues, whatever it is for you. And you can say, this is how I feel now. I don't know really how much further I have to go, but I don't think I can make it. We assess our situation. We take an inventory of how we feel. And instead of pushing on because of what might happen way down the road, we quit. We DNF, did not finish. We die. Not physically, I hope, but mentally and emotionally and relationally, we're dead inside. We've just said, I'm going to hit it into neutral. I'm going to stop pushing forward. Maybe I'm going to bail on this relationship or on this difficult time at my job or some other situation. It's just too hard. I'm not going to do it anymore. We quit. That phrase from long-distance running is so applicable right here. There is value in planning ahead as you train for an event. As you consider different situations in your life, you need to train, you need to plan, you need to prepare. That's just a part of it. And and all of that requires that you look at the end. This is how far I have to go. This is what I need to do to be prepared. Go through that process, absolutely, to be sure. No question asked. But when you're running the race, you need to run the mile you're in and not worry about the ones that are yet to come. If you're tired right now, fight through whatever situation it is that's brought on that fatigue and get to the next mile. Run the mile you're in. The Bible talks about this. I I love the uh, Sermon on the Mount. This is a a, a section of Scripture, uh, Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is speaking. He's gathered people around him. Uh, They're listening to what he has to say. So many incredible things come out of that, and our understanding of Jesus and his perspective on people and relating to people, relating to God, these are all things outlined. Matthew chapter 6 in verse 33, there's an extremely well-known verse. In this verse, Jesus is speaking. He says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, he's talked about not worrying about the things you can't control, trying to get the things that you really have no control over. Uh, We pray, but God knows what we need before we even ask him. It's really about not worrying. God will take care of us. And then Jesus turns the focus. He says, here's what you need to do. Instead of worrying about all of these variables, all of these things that God, your father, already knows you need, here's what you need to do. You need to focus on him. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. If I can paraphrase for the purpose of this conversation, Jesus said, focus on the thing that's right in front of you, the thing for which you were created, that thing, living a life that glorifies God. Focus on that, and the rest of the stuff will come to you. I could spend a lot of time here. We could break this down. We're not going to do it. 
The next verse, though, I think reinforces that statement in verse 34. This is the end of chapter 6. Jesus is continuing. He says, Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Let's read it together without the division of verses. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Here's what I believe Jesus is saying in those verses. He's saying tomorrow will come. Everything that tomorrow will bring, you're going to get there. You'll wake up. You'll be there. It's going to happen. It's going to come. But you're so focused on the future and so focused on tomorrow and so focused on the bad that may happen out there that you're not doing the one thing you were created to do. We know Jesus did a lot of walking. I'm not sure he ever did any running. (laughs) But if Jesus was a runner, I think this is where he would insert the phrase, Hey, run the mile you are in. We have a race that's been set before us. We talked about this last week, a race set before us. God, the creator, has given us a race or a path forward. There are things that he wants to accomplish through our lives, things that he wants to do. In that passage in Hebrews chapter 12, we're told as we run this race to get rid of the weight, to focus on Jesus who's gone out before us, to see what he did as he died on the cross, understanding the good that would come, the joy that was set before him. All of this we've discussed. And as we run this race... There are a lot of things that may knock us off course if we're not careful. But you know what knocks most people off course? They look around, they've run for a while, and they say something like this. I'm just not sure I can do it anymore. If that phrase were wrapped up in a prayer, God I'm just not sure I can do it anymore. In my marriage, I'm not sure I can fight through this anymore. I think I'm just going to go pursue someone else. With my financial dealings, I'm not sure I can struggle through this anymore. I'm just going to give it up. I'm going to abandon it. I'm going to walk away. Trying to steward over what you've given to me, forget it. It's just too hard. This relationship with my child, I'm working on it. I'm trying but I'm just not sure I can do it anymore. Living a life that glorifies you, really that's an upstream life. It's swimming against the stream because the world around us doesn't want us to live that kind of life. Uh, God, I'm just not sure I can do it anymore. You know how God would reply to that? I do because he's given it to us. He'd say, hey, why don't you do this? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Take no thought, therefore, for the things of the morrow. For the morrow will take thought for the things of itself. (laughs) Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. I don't know if Jesus would say it like this, but he'd say, hey, you need to march. When it might be easier to stay where you are and die. March. 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 Keep pushing forward. I love that thought. Because in a physical race, if you're not 
focused on the mile you're in, you're going to quit. You will become overwhelmed. It's like sensory overload. There's so much going on. And if you throw all of that, the sensory overload, on top of a body that's tired and a mind that can't figure out whether or not you have what it takes to get to the other end, then you're just going to quit because it's just too hard. Quitting a foot race, though, has really probably very few real consequences in your life. (laughs) I could argue there are some, but probably practically not too many. You'll go back to doing whatever you were doing before. But in the areas that matter, the things God's called you to, the race that is set before you, it really comes down to a question of, will you do what God wants you to do? Will you make the difference that God has created you to make in the lives of other people and in the world? Will you leave a legacy behind, something that's worth leaving behind, something that's worth remembering? Or will you just kind of get from here to there and eventually die and fade off? People will remember you, but it won't be for the great things that you did. It will be because you were here, (laughs) you were a part of their life somehow, and then you were gone. But we all need to understand that God has a plan, and God has a purpose, and God has a path, and God has a race for each one of us. How do I get from here to there? We talked about many of these aspects last week. But let me say simply this. Run the mile you are in. Run the mile you're in. And then the next one will come, and the one after that, and the one after that, and the one after that. And when you stack all of those up, you will have crossed the finish line. What a great truth. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. What a truth. Because in life, (laughs) I say this all the time, you really only have one of two choices. That could be this physical life, your relational life, your spiritual life. We only have a couple of different options. We can stay where we are and die. Just let the the world and all that is in it overwhelm us to the point that we say, I'm just not going to do it anymore. We can do that or we can march. Putting one foot in front of the other. In one step at a time, one moment at a time, one day at a time getting to the place that God created us to be. So, as always, I conclude with this question. What are you going to do? Thank you. Talk to you next time.
Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Becca Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.